Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Welcome, you're listening to the Now What Society, a weekly podcast dedicated to women who want to explore their edge, seek more, and laugh at their mistakes, all while choosing an alcohol-free life. We're glad you're here. We'd love to have you. Let's get into this week's episode. I got it. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. Oh my God. I wonder if people think we're weird because we say I do that. Maybe. Spray. Probably. I'm so sorry. If you're new to the show, just please hang in there with me. <laughs> you know, it's long-term sobriety. Yeah. It's life, it's life gets weird. Yeah. It's not a perfect road. That's no, for sure. It's not yeah. perfect. And we've got our quirks. And I think that is what makes us work so well together is we <laughs> own that. 100% Tamar. We love to geek out and we own that. That's right. I hope you are owning your quirkiness. I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. We're hanging out with you. Thanks for being here. This is another fabulous episode of the Now What Society, where we hang out and talk about uh, this series is all about sobriety, right? Mm -hmm. All about being alcohol free and how to uh, get through fun times, rough time, rough times, all the in-between times. What are we talking about today, Tamar? Today we're talking about rebuilding relationships because, oh you know, I, I, for me personally, I, there's a lot of destruction yeah. in my path and whether it was intentional or not, it happened. And so I think it's an important topic to talk about because a lot of people who give up the drink, mm -hmm. they turn around and look back and it's like, whoa, messy, messy. God, my life used to be so messy. I know mine too. Ugh. I but even in in recovery, my life has gotten messy <laughs> at certain points. <laughs> I'm like, how did I get all wrapped up in that shenanigans? Well, life is messy. I mm -hmm. think that you know, being sober now though has given us the tools to be able to sort out the messiness mm -hmm. a little bit better. Yeah, I'm going, I'm just scrolling through uh, my pages of the book in my brain, like all the relationships that I've had. Uh, I want to start on the rebuilding relationships, mm -hmm. how to repair damaged relationships. Mm -hmm. I think repairing damaged relationships is really hard. It is really hard. Like I've been the asshole that I've had to repair the damage. Yeah. And the thing is, is sorry is something that is overused. At least for me, it was, completely. you completely know, agree. when I had to go face people, mm -hmm. the last thing they wanted to hear from me was I'm sorry, because mm -hmm. it was just so overdone that people are like, really? Are you? Yeah, no, you're not. You're just trying to save yourself right now. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've worked with a lot of women who, you know, they could be three, four years in mm -hmm. and they're frustrated because there's still people in their lives that have not 
accepted their apologies, right? They right. have not come around. They still don't have the trust issue. And to that, I'm like, this is where that whole living amends comes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's living differently, right? Yeah. For some listeners who are like, what does that mean? It's like choosing a different path, mm -hmm. making different choices, uh, being more present in your life in that person. I think that is a huge overlooked amends mm -hmm. is being really present with somebody. Uh, I think about kids. I think about partners, uh, you know, our intimate relations where that is an ongoing process, you know, changing our behavior. Mm -hmm. I think people who suffer from alcoholism suffer from uh, selfishness, self, like really kind of, it's, it's all about them. And, oh my God, I have to do the laundry. I have to drive the kids around. I have to like, it's all me, 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 me. And they just forget that they're in relationships. They, ha they have relationships so they can take their kids. They can do the laundry. They can go to the grocery store, mm -hmm. right? These, that's an opportunity to be in relationship with these people. It's an opportunity to explore uh, your usefulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said. And I think, you know, for someone like me who was a people pleaser, mm -hmm. here's where it can get tricky as well, is it, you know, it wasn't about doing things for people, right? And mm -hmm. trying to apologize in ways that I would, I would give because, of course, people question my motives at that point. It's like, is she being nice because she wants something in return, which is right. the way it typically was, or is she being nice because she actually wants to mend this relationship? And I was very fortunate, I think, because I have a few really close friends who knew me as I started my journey at a very young age in my teens, but that knew who I was and knew mm. that alcohol was a problem, you know, mm -hmm. so they could mm -hmm. see that. And they walked the journey with me. They walked it with me into recovery as well. And we're still super close today. So I had a lot of friends who did give me a chance and said, okay, we're, you're making the right step. We want to understand what you have to go through. But there were those relationships that it wasn't about any of that. It wasn't about giving back. I had to just show them yeah. what I was doing and that I was making changes. And I had to wait it out. Yeah. There's a lot of showing. Yeah. Not so much talking. Yes. Right. It's it's just like about face, right turn, change mm -hmm. your behavior. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's what people see. Yeah. That's what people feel. They want to see how I'm going to be different. Mm -hmm. My son wants to see if I'm going to be present with him. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be available. Yeah. yeah. It's, that I think is one of the biggest ways to rebuild a relationship is to make change, like make action, like do something and stop talking about it. Yeah. And that's hard for people. I mean, mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. we plan, plan, plan. Oh, we, on, we talk about doing things, but I, I was one of those people that everything was big. Like I was going to do this in the future and I was going to, I was going to be a millionaire, you know, and it's like, really tomorrow? Like, look at you. Mm, mm. <laughs> right. So it was, like you said, I actually had somebody, um, very close to me in the early years, tell me to shut up and listen. 
And I did. I learned how to listen through that experience and not talk. And I had to hear a lot of things I didn't want to hear as well. Right. Real quick, before we begin, we have a super exciting announcement. Go, Lane. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, we've collected, as you know, a lot of data points over the past 36 years of recovery about creativity, relationships, living on purpose, and living a freaking fulfilling life. We now have a curated space, a program just for you, my friend. You're sober now, what? We created this for you. We have a flexible program. You can pay monthly, drop in. And right now we're running a special. That's why this is so exciting. Until March 24th, you can get in at $39 a month. Tamar, $39 a month. You can't beat that. I mean, you get our coaching, you get the community, the bi-weekly sessions with us. And of course you get special practices, meditation, and a whole lot of other tools. So head on over and join us at join.nowwhatsociety.com and you'll see right there, you're sober, now what? We'll see you inside. It's nice when someone will tell you the truth. Right. And you have that moment to hear it. Yeah. That your selfishness, that self, 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 the ego is blocked for just that second mm -hmm. so you can hear it mm -hmm. and go, oh, okay, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> oh, that's such a heavy moment sometimes. Oh, and I think it's courageous for, you know, your friend, your partner, your kid, for whoever to say, hey, I need you to change. I need you to do something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that comes into play with the next part of this topic is creating new relationships in sobriety, mm -hmm. which are my favorite relationships. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think I have amazing friends in my life that came before getting sober, but the friendships that I have made as a result of deciding I'm going to not drink anymore still like blow my mind. You know, and I think the, and it's becoming more, I think it's, it's becoming the norm now not to drink. I, I see a lot of people giving up alcohol, regardless of if they have a problem or not. Tomorrow? Uh, no. You don't think so? Absolutely not. Really? No. Maybe it's happening in Canada, but I don't, <laughs> the stats aren't like that. No, there is no normalization of being alcohol free. Mm. I think it's a, it's a great, um, wish list. It's a great way to, it's a great to think about it, but people drink, they're always going to drink, you know? And for those of us who are living alcohol free, yeah, we can like stand up now and show our freak flag. Like we never been able to do that before. So it's yeah. becoming like, Oh, maybe more normalized. Right. 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 But I don't think it's, it's ever going to be like, Oh, more people are not drinking than drinking. Yes. And that's more what I meant is the normalization part of it, right? Yeah. You see a lot of people talking about it now, which I think is great. Not enough. Not enough. I, not I again, enough. it's, it's just going to take time. Yeah. And we're really at the very front of this, which is beautiful. You know, we can talk about what it means to repair damaged relationships. We can talk about, you know, strategies to stay sober uh, in really uncomfortable times and how to get rid of the shame and the guilt. And yeah. you know, we can now talk about that where before we weren't really talking about it publicly. 
Yeah. You know, so this is, we're living in a really great time before I go on a tangent, because I feel like I'm going there and we, um, we made a promise to make these episodes short and sweet. Yes, we did. Uh, You know, this getting back to how to create new relationships in sobriety real quick, three things that you do. I go to support groups. I, um, go to sober events and I go to meetings, 12 step mm-hmm. meetings, right? I, I do a number of different things. Mm-hmm. I make phone calls. Oh, that's a good one. I say hi to people. Yeah. You know, people don't say hi anymore. Yes. I know. It's really kind of random. Uh, you know, I talk to people, uh, my husband and I went to lunch this last weekend and we sat up at the bar to eat not a bar like with alcohol, but a bar in the restaurant. And there was a woman sitting next to me and I just turned to her. I said, hi, what's going on? Oh, I noticed that you got the frites. I got the frites too. I can't wait. You know, like just started chatting her up mm-hmm. because I can, mm-hmm. because I'm, I have a clear mind. I'm not going to forget her. I even know what she looks like and what her eye color was. I, I was present with her. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something really great about, you know, now being alcohol free, you can just in your own awkward way say, Hey, what's going on? Yes. And on that note, one of the things I've done in the past, because in the beginning I was really nervous about sharing that I didn't drink with people. I didn't, I wanted to avoid the topic, but Mm -hmm. when I was doing, you know, field sales, uh, there was a lot of times where I was around people who were drinking And I would often get the question like, oh, you don't drink. And I would joke around and say, I'm a retired professional. Mm -hmm. But those, a lot of people would come up to me after and say, so is there a story behind that? And I think allowing myself to be honest and vulnerable, more vulnerable than honest, because it wasn't, you know, if if people asked, I would share a little bit. I wouldn't get into Mm -hmm. details. But then I also had, you know, I have had people say, oh, you know what? I had to quit drinking too. Or Mm. I have a brother who's, and you make these connections, right? Because it is a very painful disease. Very painful. And so I think that when we can connect in that way, Mm -hmm. you make these great relationships. I've had coworkers call me before, ex-coworkers out of the blue and say, hey, I have an issue with my son right now. Like, can you just talk to me? It's such a painful disease and so isolating. Yeah. Right. So you could be the sister of somebody suffering. Yeah. And it becomes a big secret. Yeah. And it be, it's isolating to live with that. Yeah. Right. So I think there's something about creating relationships with fellow sufferers, sufferers. Is that, that's not probably a word, but other people who are afflicted with similar uh, situations. Mm hmm. You know, so I like the, that you talked about support groups, um, church basements. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you dare go into religion, I think religion is a great place. There's a lot of happy people. <laughs> Praising God and Jesus. Uh, I, and you know what? I have to say they have good energy. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And I am not a Jesus freak, but one of my dear friends, she is, and I love her every I get so excited every time I see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's always asking me, you want to come? And I'm like, no. She's like, okay. <laughs> it's 
okay. Uh, I know I'd probably meet a lot of friends if I went there, though. Yes, you would. Right. So I think there's are there are many avenues. It just takes a little courage. Yeah, to put yourself out there mm-hmm. to create these new relationships. And for those of you who who might be in that, you know, longer sobriety time, you know, you're four, you're five, maybe you're 10. And you're thinking, where are all my friends? Or I have my, you know, three close girlfriends and that's all I need. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to encourage you to push yourself to find more relationships. Yeah. I have found that uh, my soul has thanked me because I have dipped my toe in the water of uncertainty mm-hmm. with people. And I've jumped into that water with these other women who I would have never befriended. Mm-hmm. And now that I have, I feel so lucky and so grateful. Mm-hmm. So I'm pushing you to, you know, find somebody and just call them and say, Hey, what's up? There's this crazy podcast host lane. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you heard about her. Me. She's pushing <laughs> me to like make new friends, create new relationships and sobriety. It is though, like those friends that you make that can give you that safe space, Yeah, you know, you can talk about things, right? Really, There's, that's it. We were all walking this journey together and, yeah. you know, I used to think I was alone in it and felt very alone, but we're not. No. I can mm-hmm. travel anywhere in the world now, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I have, and I have found other sober sisters mm-hmm. that I still to this day talk to so cool it's so cool yeah i would even say if there was somebody online you know if you're in the social space you could you know send them a dm mm-hmm. and just say hey you know i really admire what you're doing in life um i just wanted to shout out and say hi to you and you know that's an easy like almost passive way to start you know a new relationship in your uh, sobriety mm-hmm. i think we given them at least 5 tips right we have. I think this is a good one because it just, you know, it, it's important to build those relationships. We need them. I, I need them. What am I saying? I need every single one. <laughs> yeah. And over time in the, you know, repairing relationships, there are some relationships I couldn't repair. Right. And I had to be okay with that. Right. And Let if it that go. Was, exactly. But the ones that, you know, ended up being repaired are great relationships today. And They've even said they're inspired now. And I'm just going to close with having relationships that have gone sour or that I've had to let go, trusting that that person is going to find what they need and I will find what I need. It's a courageous act to say, I have to let go. Yeah. Right. I know a lot of women, and you said it, you know, people pleasers, and they just hold on, you know, just hold on. But sometimes the best thing for that relationship is to let go. Yep. Yeah, I've had to do that. Whew. So Many I. a times, my friends. Yep. <laughs> oh, brutal. <laughs> that's another that's another episode. That is another episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh so we have the community. We're doing a field trip. We have a lot of things happening. We hope that you'll join us tomorrow. Thanks so much for hanging out. It's been a pleasure, Lane. See you next time. Don't forget to make sure you join the community right now. It's $39 for the Your Sober Now What program. 
weekly coaching sessions, special practices. Get in before we change the price.